0: Kelsey McKee how you doing? Anna?
1: I'm doing okay how you doing?
0: <laughs> I'm all right yeah not you know been better before but, but that's what we're here to talk about right we're here to talk about emotions because you are starting a podcast right?
1: I'm starting podcast.
0: Okay give us the rundown.
1: I'm still ironing out the kinks of the rundown myself but it's basically I was just thinking about how like I'm just such an emotional bitch and (laughs) it kind of is like, I feel like the theme of like my life and (laughs) my thoughts. So, um, I originally wanted to start a podcast about, um, I started this event series in like late 2019. Um, and it was all about like, it was called the self series. It was all about talking about feelings and like an event series. Um, it was basically just like a six part, um, event series. So six events, um, all meant to be in person. Okay. Um, the first one was a self love panel. Uh, oh. Like it was three panels, three workshops. So the first one was a self-love panel. Second one was a self-reflection workshop that we had a, a dance studio. Did you
0: do this through like a school or like through? No, you just I, just, you yeah, just I just made it. Yeah, I just made it. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, well, because I was at the time, every time I'm going through like a really, really deep, dark. Yeah. Hit,
0: yeah um i make
1: something like this yeah
0: a trough uh yeah. yeah
1: so um i was just really going through it that's kind of a good Am coping I...
0: mechanism you just become yeah. extremely productive when you're super low
1: yeah i i guess but um <laughs> <laughs> the more i suffer like the more i like create good things but um it's definitely good <laughs> yeah but yeah i i was just like really Suffering in my personal life, and I just
0: was it due to something in specific, or just like
1: I think something set it off. Okay, a man, yeah, um, as, <laughs> as it usually goes. Yeah, uh, a counterpart. And, yeah, and I just I could not get out of like funk isn't a strong enough word, but oh, yeah. for at least six, maybe it went on for nine months. I and. was just like very 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 low yeah and it was really all i could think about was just like how sad i was and how like emotional i was and it's the thought
0: spiral yeah
1: yeah and i i remember i've never gotten my shit together more than when i was in that spiral and funk because um it was just, like, my main focus. It's, like, what it really a mess I was. forces <laughs> you to, like,
0: think about it, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, just what a mess I was and, like, how, like, I could not have fun. Like, I felt like I didn't want to see anybody because I didn't want to be, like, a burden or a downer when everyone's trying to have fun. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I talked a lot about this in the event series, but... Um, I kind of came to a realization like, okay, why I'm really, really sad. I'm like the most, the thing that's making me the most sad is that I feel like lonely. Yeah. Um, And I started thinking about like, why don't I like being alone?
0: Oh yeah. Um. Totally.
1: Oh, cause I don't like myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't like being alone because I don't like myself. And then yeah. just thinking about like, why, um, why is my bank account always so low? Why is my room always such a mess? Oh, I don't respect myself. Um, so just trying to figure out like, okay, now that we know what the like root of the issue is, how do I like mend that? Um, so I just got really, really strict with myself about like making sure I spend at least 15 minutes a night, like making sure my room is clean before I go to sleep and, um, just, taking care of future me yeah 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 which i really was not doing before that um but yeah all of that was that
0: in the event series so did you like hire people to come talk and like or did you just give presentations Uh,
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well so like all of that like inspired me to do that and another reason for why i started it was um i was trying to leave my job at the time right and i was Realized that I didn't really have, like, a solid portfolio. Um, like, the stuff that I was doing at my job, I didn't really feel, like, was, like, impressive enough to get the jobs that I wanted. So, um, I kind of, like, concepted these three, like, imaginary brands that I would, like, build out and build out, like, a brand for and make, like, a little, like, mock-up social media presence for just to have in my portfolio. Right. Um, you make your own. Yeah, it's like,
0: <laughs> it's like um, having a reel, but it's just you just completely forged the entire reel, <laughs> like of all the clips. Yeah,
1: yeah I I feel like every time, like I've I've gotten as far as I have because like if something doesn't exist already, I just make that Fake opportunity it you make it, to, baby. for myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so this was one of the brands that I made, um, because I wanted to, um. I wanted just one of the brands to be a beauty brand for your mind. That's That's how that like started the concept, and then it just as I worked more on it, I was like, wait, I want to like do this. Um, So I started out with the three panels, three workshops. I just asked like friends to be on the panels, and I had some co-hosts for like the workshops and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did, like, the self-love panel, self-reflection workshop, um, self-discovery panel, where mm. I had, like, 10 artists and entrepreneurs and just, like, people I knew that I thought were really cool. Um, we had that at an art gallery. Mm. And then we had, like, a drink and draw after. Um, and the fourth one was self-acceptance um workshop and I (laughs) I flew my friend out from LA to be on the panel it was just me and her like talking but she had like a crazy following and she talks all about like her eating disorder and she's like built up a big fan base based on like talking about self-acceptance so um and then the fifth event was March 17th 2020 oh wow that's crazy (laughs) so that did not happen oh wow Um, but it was going to be like a, it was about self, um, improvement and it was going to be like an intimate little like dinner at this like hair salon that I worked at (laughs) at the time. (laughs) Dinner at
0: a hair salon. I don't know if that sounds like a good No, okay, so
1: it's, <laughs> it's a very conceptual hair salon. They have a little shop in the front with, like, seating and stuff, so um, it, it would have been nice. Okay, all right, yeah.
0: I'll take your word for
1: it. <laughs> and then the last event was supposed to be a self-care workshop, mm-hmm. and it was going to be, like, an overnight thing at this place called The Deacon. Yeah. Do you know The Deacon?
0: I've heard of it, but I don't don't remember anything about it, if I'm being honest.
1: It's like, uh, it w- was a church that w- they were going to... Of knocked down, and okay. then these um, people bought it and turned it into this like really cool event space, space Airbnb yeah. thing. So it's going to be like an overnight. You
0: put so much work into this. I did. Have you ever considered <laughs> that you put on this event to run from your emotions,
1: <laughs> to run from them, yeah. uh,
0: or distract yourself from them?
1: It was a good distraction, but it was a very healthy yeah, and constructive no, no. It's, it's weird Because it was like yeah. a little
0: bit of like distraction, but also very like obviously self aware and like working on emotions and stuff. Like
1: I think that. it was like a very productive distraction because yeah. I was distracted by like how well it was going and how well it was received and like the like good feelings from that. Right. Um, but then I was also talking all about everything that I was going through and talking to other people. About like similar things that they were going through in a room full of people that just wanted to talk about that. So it just felt good and it helped get me out of what I was trying to get out of. Well, that's good. And then yeah. COVID
0: hit and then it just <laughs> threw you right back in, right?
1: I loved COVID. Really? You had a good COVID.
0: <laughs> nice. Me too, actually.
1: But- Why did you have a good COVID?
0: Well, because, well, I think the first part of it was really bad. But for a lot of the reasons that you were kind of talking about, like, it it kind of knocked me down to a point where I was, like, super, super low and, like, alone and stuff like that. And then I had to, like, work on – I had to find tools because it was the most prevalent thing in my brain it's like, all right, I need tools to, like, help me out of this. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, waking up... I hate running, but, like, I would wake up and go for, like, a 10-minute run, like, to sh- just... Yeah. To just, like, get me out of my... That's
1: more than I can do. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I started, like, running. I journal- yeah, yeah, yeah. started journaling every day, you know, actually, like, actively got into meditating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, like, I had time for it. You know what I mean? And it, like, really... While it didn't necessarily get me out of the trough, you know what I mean? It didn't really... It definitely helped me feel like I was actively working on it. So that way, you know, it was, you know, two years later until I feel like I really got out of it. Yeah. But once I did, I was like very grateful to have those tools in my back pocket for so like I had a maybe like a year of happiness like recently, which is like the longest (laughs) that I've had. Yeah. But then I started feeling kinda down again. I was like, okay, let me pick up these tools again and like remember to get back into these things that I know actively make me Feel better and healthier, you know, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I feel like I started going to therapy for the first time when I was twenty three or twenty four um, how does that make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> it made me feel great, yeah. like, it's, it's something that I've wanted for so long, but I couldn't afford, and then I got health insurance, and right? I was Is like, crazy, it's over for these bitches. but um i I started working with a therapist that I really loved and i feel like he was just like the best match for me um nice. and i made i saw him for 3 years consistently i made so much progress with him and i think just like feeling like i was making progress was good enough to keep me afloat happiness wise yeah totally like when i feel like i'm not making progress or i'm regressing that's when i really get deep down in yeah. it yeah um, but
0: part of that also is just like beating yourself up because you have to yeah. allow yourself to fall sometimes, you know what I mean,
1: yeah, yeah, and maybe it's like a um some kind of perfectionism or overachiever thing, yeah. like feeling like you constantly need to be
0: well, yeah, I mean, productivity is just like forced upon like thrust upon us as like a society that we need to continue to be productive through everything, yeah, all of the time, so then even when you're down and you feel sad you feel even sadder because you're not being productive. Like, I was sick the past week and, like, bedridden. And I just watched, like, three movies a day. And I was just like, <laughs> and yeah, like You feel like shit yeah. after because
1: you watched movies and didn't do anything. But I needed
0: to do that, you know? And it was, yeah. like, it was productive for my body and for my health. But, like, yeah. mentally I was like, fuck. Like, I didn't do anything. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, like, something that I've... Because I... After I had stopped seeing my therapist because of, like, I... Uh got off my stepdad's health insurance, so I couldn't see him anymore. Mm-hmm. I took a real big dip really? <laughs> mental health wise because I just felt like I had made all this progress um and without him, it felt like kind of like what's the word like no like guardrails, I guess oh
0: uh, yeah, like uh, so do yeah. do you feel you were kind of dependent on therapy then?
1: I I really just think it was like the the feeling of like security knowing that yeah. like if I have an issue I have someone to talk to it. Yeah, it's yeah. uh about it. Um but yeah, I think like after I felt like I had made all this progress, I still felt like I was having like issue like interpersonal conflicts that like didn't really feel like they had changed but like i've reflected on that recently and i know that like i handled those conflicts so much better than i would have before i started therapy right um but i i just felt i was very resentful for a long time because i felt like no matter how much work i do on myself like i don't have any control over if other people want to act a fool or not like yeah (laughs) yeah it's true. um and Yeah, I just, I remember I, like, had, had, like, a big falling out with, like, a very important person in my life, and that really, like, affected me pretty bad, and Mm -hmm. I was, like, feeling very resentful that, like, oh, my God, like, I know that I did everything, like, to the best of my ability, I used all my tools, I, like, I know that I... I feel good about the way that I handled this, but I'm still so frustrated that like she was like someone that like not didn't believe in therapy, but just like hadn't done that same work. The work right. And I was just like, "Fuck it!" I'm like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> like, <laughs> if if I can't like
0: if you can't control your emotions all yeah. the time,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> other people's emotions, yeah, and and then I. I thought about that, and I was like, okay, Kelsey, like, (laughs) this is not healthy thinking. Um, No, we cannot control other people, and if you feel good about the way you handled a situation, then that's really, you have to, like, be okay with that. Yeah,
0: like, if you did the work, and it still didn't turn out for it, at least you did the work. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you have regrets about how you handled it or anything, and so, like, if there was nothing else you could do, then, you know what I mean? then like you did the best thing possible. And I think yeah. that's something that you had definitely have to come to terms with. I did do like a little research and I did, <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I heard this thing that was interesting about how like emotions are just basically guesses, like predictions, mm-hmm. um, because it's all based on like past experiences. Um, and so it's like, you're basically just trying to like, when you see somebody's emotion, you're just trying to like, overlay that with something you've already seen and like kind of already experienced. So part of your own interior emotions are highly based on how you're reading other people's emotions. Yeah. Which is like crazy, you know what <laughs> I mean?
1: Yeah, I I think about that a lot. I like and I always try to check myself like um am I taking this thing that someone said or the way that someone like someone's demeanor towards me as like is the way I'm perceiving that based on my relationship with my mom or like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, something an, way deeper yeah you know? an experience that I had with a friend that didn't go well or whatever um yeah I think about that a lot
0: so when you had this moment where you feel like you all this work was you know for naught how did you deal with that? How did you cope?
1: I put my big girl pants on and <laughs> I was like, okay, like, no, we're not going to be able to control how other people handle the situation. Um, I'm going to run into people that don't value this work as much as I do and don't participate And maybe sometimes don't even need the work, and I'm resentful of that. Um,
0: Yeah, jealous. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Isn't that crazy?
0: Some people just live their life and are happy. Isn't that wild?
1: (laughs) I can't comprehend. (laughs) Um, But, no, I just – I struggled with that for a hot minute, but um, I really just told myself, like, okay – you've come so far and you should be proud of that. And when you handle a situation to the best of your ability and you feel good about it, you feel like you left a situation, you were respectful and you were kind and you were compassionate and you tried to put yourself in their shoes. Like that's really all you can do. And you got to be happy with that and leave it.
0: Right. Definitely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then you can kind of monitor your reaction from there. And like, I think, Part of just even like emotional work is really just self awareness, like really just watching the emotions come because a lot of times you can't control them. And so, just being able to recognize the patterns and like the things that happen and you feel a certain way, you're like, okay, I'm feeling this now. And as opposed to like just reacting, it's like being like taking a step back and being like, okay, I've seen how what's this has done to me before, yeah, and really trying to like circumvent, you know, the whole, you know, like getting angry, like punching a hole in the wall and then calming (laughs) down, just going straight to calming down. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I don't, I get angry. I don't get angry to the point of physical violence. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was an extreme example for sure. (laughs) But I, I really just, um, I think I just get really sad you just get really sad Um, sad to the point of like it's self-destructive I guess yeah sadness (laughs) is
0: an interesting one because I I was also I mean I've been in therapy like twice now and the second time they taught a lot about just like basically what emotions are useful for you know what I mean and like how you can acknowledge like sadness is used to process you know what I mean and like if you really need to do that then for sure but like at some point you gotta step out of that comfort of like nurture and really because it's just gonna build and build and build,
1: yeah to the point
0: where it's just uh debilitating, you know,
1: yeah, well, okay, first of all i I just wanna say I would rather be an emotional mess than an emotionless robot um yeah that's fair <laughs> i i if I had to choose between the two, I'd choose yeah the first one, um yeah. but my uh, just
0: real quick, it's kind of like the idea of like experiencing a relationship is like you could just like not go through a relationship, yeah, but like that's the fun part of life, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: um, my therapist that I was seeing for three years, he said something to me that like was really, really helpful when I was in my like deep, dark, juicy depression, <laughs> um, he was like, it's okay to be sad and if you like want to try and think of it as like your your sadness is like a toddler (laughs) Mm. and um what happens when a toddler like bumps his head and starts crying like you let him cry of course you don't immediately try to shush him or like tell him like no that's not what you do yeah you let him cry but uh, after a certain point, you go over and you're like, "Okay, like you want to go get some ice cream." Yeah. Like, um, you can let yourself be sad, but when it starts to get to a point that is not helpful, mm-hmm. um, ask yourself if you want to go get some ice cream or something. Yeah. That's how I like. Sometimes I forget about that and I, <laughs> I'm sad to the point of self destruction. But for the most part, I think I that's how I get
0: myself out of my sadnesses. Well, it's so crazy because sadness is just so like powerful as an emotion. You know what I mean? Like joy is not nearly as powerful as sadness. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I feel like, so I told you like I had like a really, I had like a, a big, like uh, what do we call it? Funk (laughs) or depression. Spiral (laughs) funk. Spiral, whatever. Yeah. And then I like got out of it for like a year and, By the end of it, when I started feeling emotion again, it was almost like, wow, I just haven't been like, you know, like I've been happy and like content, but I haven't been like acknowledging anything going on inside of me for so long. You know what I mean? That it felt like I was losing some of my depth. And so Mm -hmm. like, honestly, at this point, like since it's been back, I've been able to appreciate sadness a little bit more for like the idea that it makes me think about things a little bit deeper than just kind of surface level. Mm -hmm. and really um trying to like you said not letting it debilitate me but just like understanding what it's useful for
1: yeah I think sadness is good if it's useful if it helps you like unbox something that you needed to or um come to some revelation that you needed to um I used to live in LA I moved there for college. Okay. Um, and I lived there for four years and my, I just felt like my life there was so exciting. Yeah. And so like, I feel like this might sound corny, but every day was an adventure. Like right.
0: it was very new
1: every day. And that's something that like, okay, I have, I, I, there's probably more reasons than this, but I have ADHD. So I really, really thrive on newness. I get bored very easily. Yeah. Um, so when every day feels new and like every day I was meeting new people and I was going new places and I was seeing new things and I was doing new things and that stimulation I feel was like very good for me. It kept me feeling very happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, even when I was sad, like, I was never, like, that yeah. sad, I guess. And when I moved to Philly, I was, like, I'm here for a year tops. Like, I yeah. do not want to be here more than that. Uh, this is boring. Oh, and, man. <laughs> um, but I think, like, through talking to my therapist and, like, reflection and stuff, I LA in reality was very chaotic and yeah. very like my Unpredictable. life, my life there was very unstable. It was not like responsible. Um, and in Philly, I, I have, I've been here for five or six years now. Uh,
0: way longer than a
1: <laughs> Way longer than a year. Yeah. But I think after a little bit, I realized like, oh, uh, stability is Good for you, and yeah. it's not. I it, it was always something that like terrified me because right. I was terrified of feeling like stuck,
0: stuck in that the, the low, right?
1: Stuck and bored, and yeah. my life becoming mundane. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: no, I, I feel that because I'm from Ohio, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, there's not a lot to do, <laughs> or like, not a lot of stimulation, external stimulation in Ohio. Mm-hmm. so. It really made me just, like, cope with, like, you know, being in a uh, stable place. And, you know, I would make distractions or I would try to make new Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of one of the reasons why I started meditating because a lot of meditation is realizing that the present moment is always new. So even though I'd wake up in the same house at the same time, you know, day after day, I'd be like, okay, well, it's now, you know, like June – 16th or whatever at this time at you know 2022 this has never happened before yeah, you know yeah this I mean? is a new like, day yeah like really trying to like instill that every moment is new um and i think that work really helps so when i came out to philly like i said it, i mean i had to go through a little bit of adjustment but then you know once i got back to that sort of oh it's getting kind of like day in and day out again it's like oh well i've already worked on this before i remember how to kind of like work on this yeah, you know
1: yeah It's weird how, like, a lot of people think, like, I want to avoid this thought because if I think about it too much, it'll make me sad or whatever, but, like, um... With meditation, like the deeper you think about when you, if you get over that hill, right? Like it's it's a good thing and yeah, it helps
0: totally. Where with chaos is like it's going to keep you just on the hill at all different like different yeah, angles, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So like stability, I think you know, uh, I think you can start working uphill after you go through like the initial processing. Yeah. Um, whereas with chaos, you're just thrown all in different angles.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I I think well okay yay Um, (laughs) i can say why i loved covid now Mm -hmm. um i think that (laughs) i think that i was just so used to unpredictability so used to chaos so used to like trauma that when covid happened it kind of felt like the like the basement's on fire and everyone's running around and I'm like, this is nice. Like, <laughs> yeah. That. Like this feels this feels familiar. Oh, this yeah. feels like home. Um wow. and I think that like that's not why I loved it. Like that's why I didn't care that it was happening too much.
0: because right, it didn't change it your did, mental state really. No. You were already like down there. <laughs> I was
1: like, oh, this I've been here before. Let's do yeah. this. Um obviously No one's been through COVID before, but I've been through like equivalents, I would say. But I think I loved COVID (laughs) because I, one of the things that like affects my mood the most, um, has the like can have the biggest negative impact on my mood is FOMO. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Um, just feeling left out or, and I have a lot of reasons for that, but, um, Mm -hmm. When COVID happened, I was like, nobody's doing anything. Yeah. Yes,
0: like, <laughs> so I'm not missing out on anything. I
1: know for sure I'm not missing out on shit because yeah. everyone is at home doing nothing, right? Um, and that, like, that felt so not good, but like calming. off of your shoulder, to a me. Yeah, bit. yeah. Um,
0: One less thing to worry about, you know.
1: A big thing. I feel like, yeah. f- like feeling left out and like feelings of abandonment is like just always there in the back of my mind so yeah, when i think co- that's for
0: a lot of people too yeah. Yeah.
1: when COVID happened i was like i can let that shit go yeah. like oh my god i can like think about other there are other things to think <laughs> about. Yeah. um so that just felt free yeah, really, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> awesome
0: and then obviously that gives you an opportunity to think on other things and work through other things as well yeah so like when say FOMO comes back it's like well at least I figured some other shit out and I can really you know you know you have those practices yeah (laughs) yeah
1: it freed so much space in my mind I like started a business over COVID I have like an LLC and stuff um my like web design business and I actually I tried to build it into something more um and then I realized that I don't have the funds for that (laughs) um not yet yet, but i i i thought i had enough but you really need such a shit ton of money to make your own um
0: Business a bit like a real <laughs> legitimate, yeah, or
1: business. money or time, and I I had the time for a while, and then right. it uh, ran out. Um, right. <laughs> so I had to get a job. But yeah,
0: definitely. So <laughs> so yeah, like now. I mean, you've obviously – I don't know if you recently started stand-up or if you recently started around Philly.
1: Um, I started in December.
0: In December. Okay. So, like, do you find now, like, you're still doing a lot of work? Do you feel like you've gotten to a place that you were able to, you know, kind of maneuver and you think you're comfortable with what you're doing for a while? or? I,
1: I think that – and this is not good, but I think that I've replaced – doing the work with stand up. Oh. <laughs> um yeah. because I I had gotten a new therapist and she was good. She was no Paul, but she was good. <laughs> and no one um, could ever be like Paul. <laughs> no one could ever replace Paul. Her right. name was Paula, but what um, <laughs> crazy. Um she I was seeing her for a while, and then I quit my job, and I got off my health insurance, so couldn't see her anymore, and around the same time, I started doing stand-up, yeah. so it kind of felt like I was replacing yeah. therapy with stand-up, which is, terrible. Which is a terrible... Stand-up no. is
0: just full of insecurity and <laughs> self-doubt. I should
1: go straight to jail, but yeah. um, it... It when I actually when I there was an overlap and I told her that I was starting stand up and she asked me to read her like my first oh, no. thing that I had written yeah oh she was laughing hysterically and I was like there, there's so much going on here like I'm <laughs> telling jokes about my mom being a stripper to my therapist and she's laughing her yeah. ass off and <laughs> this just feels wrong but <laughs> amazing yeah um, <laughs> but exciting. No. yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I think there's like definitely a big high when i first started yeah i
0: remember you telling those drugs at two street That's yeah was, yeah <laughs> work pretty well
1: thank you yeah. um i i think i got a good start and it's it's been like this yeah, a little yeah. bit yeah yeah. Um, it comes in waves I think, yeah for sure i know if i stick with it i'll Get better. Um, I was telling someone the other night, like, oh, well, Chris Rock said that he, when he first started, he was amazing, and then, like, a few weeks in, like, he just sucked for three years, yeah. and then he got really good, and I was like, if I have the same trajectory as Chris Rock, then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting way ahead of myself, right? but...
0: <laughs> yeah, you're comparing yourself to Chris <laughs> Rock already, all right? Take a take chill pill here, all right? Slow your roll. All right.
1: Um... But yeah, I don't know. So do oh, Chris
0: Rock watches. He's <laughs> like, <laughs> hey,
1: this Chris, Chris Rock will never watch yeah. this. <laughs> no, never. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I think even still, like we can make jokes and everything about how stand up is unhealthy and whatever. But I really do think in a different way, it's been very healing mm. for me to talk about things that in. I just have like a lot of things that have happened in my life that like i i think I think they're funny, like they're not they're not at all. they're very yeah. traumatic and they're very sad, and like to a normal person, it's like very <laughs> concerning, yeah. but I've just gotten to a point and I've developed this sense of humor where I can just like find the humor in all of it, and yeah. I like will try to like tell. Normal people, these stories, and they're just like, Are you? <laughs> do you want to go lay down? Like, yeah, and to be able to tell a room full of people these things in like an intentionally funny format, and they know it's intended it's to be, be funny fun, yeah. and they laugh like that feels good,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good way of processing, like, especially again, like, I think there's at some point where you've dealt with the, you know, trauma so much or whatever that like at some point it's like you got you've kind of worked through it and then you're able to look at it and be like, all right, well <laughs> that was like yeah, silly. Yeah. That was silly <laughs> that I like did all that. You I'll know? cry
1: about it when I'm alone, but when I'm right. around other people I wanna I want you to laugh with me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um yeah, well that's awesome. So <laughs> you feel like you're in a at least this is like new for now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Anyway. Um it's also like when I feel like I'm not being, I have my own qualms with like not feeling productive, but I think that not feeling like I'm doing creative things yeah. is a separate, um, like, struggle. Um, yeah. and s- separate, that's often with feeling. like
0: creative people, I think everybody needs to fulfill that need somehow. And if you're not doing it, then you feel like you're not growing or like living or like moving on.
1: Yeah, I feel like a waste of space, but yeah. um, I feel like stand up and just like coming up with like different premises and like building them out like that's really feeding my creative, yeah, stomach, desire, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um definitely
0: yeah Yeah, no I I totally agree that's it's funny though there was that's kind of what helped me and then at some point I like just wasn't able to like write anymore so then I was just going up on stage and it just felt empty yeah so then I had to like change some things and everyone can tell everyone can tell you don't have shit (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: um
0: so yeah then you have to like work on other things within it but uh but yeah, no, that's that's cool that you've like been able to work on this. It seems like it's a very like important thing to you. Are you throwing any more events? Are you planning any event series? <laughs>
1: well, I started my house show. Your house um, show, um, which
0: oh yeah. yeah, yeah, how's that going?
1: It's going good. Um, it's a little nerve wracking. I feel like we like sold more tickets than we had available for the first show Oh wow. <laughs> um just because of like it was new and exciting and all my friends were like oh my god this is so cool like we'll come support you but only once um, yeah. so <laughs> yeah. um and i don't expect everyone to come to every single thing but like the last show um i think we had like 15 people come this show i'm a little bit nervous i think we've sold like tickets Um, and when it's at your house it's not like a bar where like if there are people eating downstairs and they're like oh a comedy show upstairs i'll just go up um and not having it at your house is another like obstacle for people to want to buy tickets so um i'm hoping it's like a summer thing um that's like affecting it a little bit but i'm definitely gonna Keep doing it regardless. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, it's also just good experience, like, with stand-up and, like, learning to host and throwing shows and stuff like that as well. Kind of building out your portfolio a little bit more in that sense.
1: Yeah. If anything, it's, like, good to just have, like, to show people that I do and did. Um, It's good practice. Right. Um,
0: Definitely. And then, yeah, and then now you're also doing – the starting the podcast, too, which is, like, another – A coping thing but also another (laughs) way to you know to feel like um you're doing something and processing more
1: yeah i think i have like a and I, i think i'm doing like an underlying like deeper reason that i'm doing all this too is like if i'm not doing things like this like a podcast that anyone can see or listen to and stand up where like people can see that i'm doing that um I'm terrified that everyone will forget that I ever exist, and (laughs) (laughs) no one will ever, ever be like, I wonder where Kelsey is. Let's, like, go hang out with her. Yeah. Totally. Um, I have that big fear.
0: Yeah, no, that's how I feel. If I ever die, it's like, well, you could just listen to all these podcasts and then <laughs> feel like you're hanging out with me. I, I actually want to create an AI, so when I die, it's just like my voice asking questions <laughs> to people.
1: I don't give a fuck if people remember me after I die I yeah, because I fair. won't know. Like I'll be dead. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I, I don't believe that anything happens after you die. So when I'm okay. dead, I'm dead. Cool, whatever. Yeah. Um, Throw me in the trash. <laughs> Throw me in the backyard and yeah. prop me up on the lawn chair, but um, <laughs> I, I I, do care about the way that I feel while I'm here, True. so...
0: Yeah, you got to enjoy what you're doing yeah. and uh, have fun with it, so it sounds like you're at least trying to, to, <laughs> to enjoy it, right?
1: <laughs> I'm trying.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's good. I mean, I'm glad that you're you're working on it, and it sounds like, you know, you've done a lot of work and you will continue to do work, if anything else... Hopefully, that happens. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think that's probably a good place to wrap up. Kelsey follower on Instagram at you spelled your name different in your at name than your actual name. Oh yeah,
1: I wanted to point out. Thank you so much for spelling my name right because no one ever does. Um, Kelsey McKee was taken, so I just...
0: uh, yeah. So it's K E L S E E M C K E E on Instagram yes and you're starting a podcast which you should look out for what's it called
1: it's called why are we crying
0: why are we crying (laughs) and people just come on and talk about their sadness
1: uh their their emotions whether they're They're good or bad just anything that makes you feel an intense emotion cool
0: yeah Yeah. so yeah totally i should come on that (laughs) you
1: you, you can please give me on (laughs) i need to i'll have you on
0: awesome thanks but uh yeah thanks for coming out and i think it was a good conversation and uh yeah, that's, that's a wrap. Let's.
1: Yeah.